Welcome back to the Capstone Project Podcast. This is your host, Ellen Fiedler, coming to you from High Point, North Carolina. I'm here with some very special guests, Wendy Velasquez and Rachel Bierman. Wendy and Rachel are both case managers at Triad Health Project who operate primarily out of the High Point office. I spent a lot of time shadowing them and helping them coordinate services for their clients. These two women have been essential to my learning and growth as an intern this semester, and I couldn't ask for better supervisors. Before we jump into our interview with Wendy and Rachel, let's thank a couple of our partners. Thanks to Water for supporting the Capstone Project podcast. Did you guys know you're supposed to drink like three liters of this stuff a day? Yikes. Anyway, thanks to Melatonin for supporting the Capstone Project podcast. School keeping you up at night? Anxiety giving you bad dreams? Pop a Melatonin and save those problems for the next morning. Use wisely. Thank you so much for being here, Wendy and Rachel. If you don't mind, I think we'll just jump right in. Rachel, can you tell me a bit about Triad Health Project? I'd love to hear about the organization's services, staff, structure, anything else that you think is important. Yeah, so Triad Health Project is a nonprofit in Guilford County, and we are centered around the goal of ending the stigma and overall impact of HIV AIDS. Uh, we aim to do this through a couple of different teams. So the team that, I, that I'm on is the care and wellness services team, and that's case management. And then kind of the other side of things is our prevention and wellness services team, and that is things like testing, prep, and also our community engagement. Uh, so in case management, uh, we work with people living with HIV and tackling other issues um, outside of that diagnosis. As one of five case managers, I have a caseload of about 40 people and we work. We all work on things like securing housing, jobs, uh, medical care, uh, providing food for our clients, and then other needs that may arise from clients. Um, what one thing that we have kind of noticed is that HIV is the one similarity that all of our clients share, but it is typically not the only reason that they are enrolled with THP case management services. Um, and then our other major services are uh, testing through our prevention and outreach team. And we provide uh, free and confidential testing for STIs like gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, as well as HIV, hepatitis B, and C. Uh, We also recently started a uh, pregnancy testing out of our two locations. And one of our biggest accomplishments over the last few months is starting our PrEP clinic. PrEP is uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis. So someone who is not living with HIV can take this medication if they are at an increased risk for HIV exposure. And it will protect them from contracting the virus. We work with an online medication company called QCare Plus, which is based out of Dallas. And through them, we are able to provide PrEP services. And because it is online, we are able to be this company's sole provider for online PrEP through the entire state of North Carolina. Um, We are a point of contact for those enrolled in the program, but generally people receive their testing kits and medication in the mail and they never have to leave their house. So in addition to our prevention and community outreach folks, uh, we have different tabling and testing events within the community where we try to get our name and our services out into the community as well as spark conversations surrounding HIV. In general, Triad Health Project operates out of two divisions, prevention and client care, and each of these have team managers that report to the same associate director. And then we also have an executive director and a few other directors who manage finances and communication with our funders. In total, we have about 20 paid employees, as well as a board who oversees us as a nonprofit. Wow, that is some amazing work that y'all do for the community. 
Um, and I know that Triad Health Project's mission is to promote sexual health and justice through radical care, love, and equity while working to free our community from HIV, its stigma, and its root causes. Um, do you believe, Rachel, that the services fit with this mission? Yeah, so I think between both sides of our organization, we touch on aspects of our mission from every angle. Through our prevention and community outreach side, we are making efforts to actually stop the spread of the virus itself, but also by making our presence known throughout the community. We are aiming to educate and reduce the stigma of HIV as a whole. Um, I think the more we talk about HIV and getting our name into the community, the less stigmatized HIV HIV becomes for people. Um, and because people are more educated, the more willing to have open conversations about HIV and sexual health. Um, on the case management side of things, um, while we are not able to take away anyone's actual HIV diagnosis, we are able to assist in treatment adherence and counseling, which can also stop the spread of the virus as well. Um, in addition, we aim to help our clients in other ways that are not focused around HIV, which in turn reminds clients that HIV does not define their lives and they are so much more than their diagnosis. So, Wendy, I know that there are a lot of specific barriers faced by Triad Health Project's unique clientele. Um, from my experience working here so far for the past couple of months, one that I can think of and have actually read about is the intersection of HIV and poverty, like how sometimes the choices people make to survive in the context of poverty take precedence over safe behaviors. How do you see that reflected in the clients you serve? Um, so, while working at Triad Health Project, I see that a lot of times... Um, especially the clients who are in poverty, don't necessarily think about taking their medication, especially if they're thinking more of of survivor mode. So what I mean by that is a lot of times, you know, people have um, different things going on with their lives, um, especially housing issues, um, whereas um, nobody may not have somewhere to stay and they forget to take their medication or just simply don't even carry their medication because they don't think about those those little small things at that time. Um, so a lot of times you have people sleeping on the street, struggling to make ends meet, etc. And they don't think about taking their medication. So that affects them in, in the long term with their viral loads and their CD4 count. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely understand that survival mode aspect. I especially think like with doctor's appointments and things like that, people are not like thinking, oh, I have a doctor's appointment at 2 p.m. when they literally don't have food and shelter. Um, So that can make it really difficult for them to adhere to their treatment. Um, But another barrier that I've read about is healthcare literacy. So limited healthcare literacy is a huge risk factor for poor health and outcomes, and it endangers the lives of patients, especially those with chronic diseases like HIV. Um, We all know that the healthcare system is overly complex. I learned a lot about it in um, a What the Healthcare class with Professor Bernie a couple years ago. Um, Very complex, very complicated, but very little is being done to help folks navigate the system and understand everything they need to do to remain healthy. Um, So how does Triad Health Project help those with limited healthcare literacy navigate the system? I'm glad you asked, Ellen. So as a case manager, um, I definitely help um, clients navigate the healthcare system. Um, if that's speaking with a um, healthcare um, patient navigator at the ID clinic, um, I also make sure that the clients know their rights. And I definitely make sure while going through the assessment, making sure that they know what they're enrolling into, what the program that they're enrolling into, I pretty much get in depth. And a lot of times I see myself kind of 
um, doing the work for them because a lot of times they don't know the right questions to ask and a lot of times they don't understand what their rights on right rights are and um, just basically it's like we work together. Um, we work together with the clinic. We work together with the pharmacy to make sure that they have access to the medication and just to make sure that they that they know what they signed up for and they know um, how to just navigate things. Um, so we just work with different providers just to meet, just to help them out. Yeah, absolutely. That's so interesting. It's so great that THP sort of works with the whole person um, rather than just worrying about um, HIV, which I know that's kind of what a lot of the um, hospitals and the ID clinics, they're just sort of like, okay, how is your viral load? How is your CD4 count? But THP is helping look at the whole person and um, the whole needs of the client. Um, Yeah. So there are a lot of evidence-based strategies in human services to optimize the care provided by professionals for specific clienteles. Um, We know, for example, that employing providers and staff who reflect the ethnic, linguistic, and cultural diversity of the patient population being served is absolutely crucial. Um, Rachel, how do you see this evidence-based strategy being utilized at Triad Health Project? Yeah, so during my time as an intern, as well as during my first month starting full-time here, I was involved in the hiring process of other case managers. And I remember one thing that was emphasized when we were looking at resumes and looking at who would best fit our mission and what would be best for our clientele, we really did want to put an emphasis on people of color, people that are members of the LGBTQIA plus community, as well as people living with HIV. Um well, obviously, that's not the only thing we consider. We just we've seen that people who can relate to the case managers that they're working with, it is a lot easier to make those connections and feel comfortable. I know Wendy has had some personal experiences um, with her Spanish-speaking clients and having them be more comfortable with her, given that she also speaks Spanish and shares similar experiences. If she wants to talk about it, yeah. So um, I am actually a case manager that. I work with the Hispanic population, but outside of just case management, I also help out with the prevention side. At, um, sometimes since they don't have a Spanish-speaking um, coordinator who does testing, um, so sometimes I get pulled out of there and help them out. Overall, I just say that um, it's great that our THP helps with various populations just because they have somewhere to go, you know, for testing or for case management and make them feel comfortable, make make them, you know, fulfill their needs. Um, a lot of times they don't know exactly where to go to because a lot of times they can't interact with the, because of the language barriers or sometimes they don't feel comfortable because they may think that you're you're not going to help them or fulfill their needs. So just being here and just working with the clients who who need assistance um, and helping them get med- medication is definitely very fulfilling. Um, and it's just overall a great experience to be able to just help not just one population, but all types of populations. Yeah, I've noticed since working here, um, since I've been to a few staff meetings, that Mark, our executive director, has always emphasized to us that even though a lot of folks on our staff might not fall into one of those demographics, um, like living with HIV or LGBTQIA+, or a person of color, um, that 
you know, they're even though they don't necessarily see similarities in themselves with their clientele, it's essential that all THP staff members have values that align with THP's mission and goals, which we kind of talked about earlier. So more specifically for people living with HIV, it's really important that we reinforce the need to continue practicing safer sex and safer drug use behaviors. So this is another evidence-based strategy that has been proven to reduce the transmission of HIV. So Rachel, how do you see Triad Health Project encouraging the community to practice safer sex and safer drug use? So at uh, THB, although it is an HIV AIDS-based agency, about half the people that we work with are not living with HIV. So Triad Health Project does make efforts to stop the spread of the virus by providing safer sex supplies like condoms at no cost for both clients and non-clients, so anyone in the community. We have baskets of condoms in little brown paper bags that are outside of our front doors, so people don't even have to come inside, they don't have to talk with anyone, and they can even come when we aren't open on the weekends um, in order for them to obtain safer sex supplies. Um, We also are big advocates for things like PrEP. If someone is at an increased risk for HIV, they're coming in and getting tested a lot. Or if the partners of one of our clients who is not living with HIV um, needs to get on PrEP, we can advocate for them with our PrEP clinic. Um, And all of this, again, is at-home testing and the prescriptions are all sent to them so they don't even have to be in Guilford County to get those services. Um, also, because HIV could be transmitted via needles and in ways other than sex, we have also partnered with a local nonprofit, GC Stop, and we provide confidential needle exchange on our shared property with them as well. So after working with Rachel and Wendy for a couple months now, I've noticed a lot of strength and protective factors amongst their clients that I honestly didn't really expect at the beginning of my internship. Um, one strength that I've seen the case managers really encourage is self-determination. Wendy, could you talk a bit more about how you've seen your clients achieve the self-determination while you're working with them? Of course. So um, empowering clients to help themselves while advocating on their behalf, letting clients know that, you know, as a case manager, they have someone on their side, but they also possess the skills to advocate for themselves and to be self-sufficient. Empowering clients to self-determinate, to overcome the obstacles that they never once ever thought possible. Um, Technically, you know, clients don't really know what they're capable of. Um, A lot of times it just takes for us to just empower them, to let them know that they are capable of doing these things, that they can do it on themselves. And actually just to like push them just a tad bit. Thank you so much again to Wendy and Rachel for being gracious enough to take time out of their busy schedules to help me out with this episode. I really appreciate it a lot. Um, We're going to shift gears a little bit and introduce another guest, Taylor Hicks. Taylor is the Client Care and Wellness Manager at Triad Health Project, and I've learned a lot about the meso side of the work that the agency does from him. Um, Before taking on this role, Taylor was a lead case manager and actually Rachel's supervisor when she was an intern. Now he supervises the case managers and advocates for them and their clients when needed. So without further ado, here's Taylor. So according to a research study published by the U.S. National Library of Medicine, marginalized communities are those excluded from mainstream social, economic, educational, and or cultural life. Examples of marginalized populations may include groups excluded due to race, gender identity, sexual orientation, age, physical ability, language, or immigration status. This marginalization occurs due to unequal power relationships between social groups. So Taylor, what social issues have you seen affect Triad Health Project's marginalized clients? Yeah, so when clients first come on board with us, they're coming to us because they're living with HIV, um, and already they're facing so much stigma in the community, um, which leads to the lack of community support and resources and leads to the fear of them reaching out for um, assistance. And 
once we get to do the assessments with clients and get to know them a little bit more, it really highlights um, how other social issues um, are affecting uh, their access to basic needs and health care, whether it's from gender identity, race, age, physical ability, um, immigration issues, all of those really do play a role in um, people getting the health care and access to community resources that they need. So you just talked about a lot of social issues that are being faced by Triad Health Project's marginalized clients. What efforts are being made by Triad Health Project to address these social issues to help the marginalized clients get the care that they need? Uh, So one of the largest barriers that our clients face at Triad Health Project is um, the lack of insurance or being underinsured to access health care and the medications that they need. Um, And what we do, we have, there's a Ryan White program, uh, that's a government funded program that we enroll clients in. Um, It's called the HIV Medication Assistance Program. And through that, they're able to get access to their doctors and medications at no cost to them. Another barrier that our clients face, and it's really becoming prevalent right now, is housing. And um, our case managers provide housing referrals for clients and actually help them walk through different processes if there's public housing, vouchers. If client does have income but doesn't know how to navigate uh, finding housing, client or our case managers can help and will help um, navigate through that process. Due to the social statuses that we were discussing earlier that lead to some of our folks being marginalized, some clients here at Triad Health Project fall into financial hardships. And um, during those times, we are able to provide emergency financial assistance, whether it's for rent, um, utility bills. Um, Sometimes we're able to provide financial assistance for transportation because that's another barrier to accessing community resources that our uh, clients face here at Triad Health Project as well. Thank you so much, Taylor. And again, thanks to Wendy and Rachel for helping me out today. Uh, That's all the time that we have for this episode, but stay tuned for our next segment where we will discuss some community engagement and social issues, as well as try to analyze some policies surrounding HIV. Have a great week.